You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Pass it under to Gordon, and Gordon hammers it through. And they talked about it. If they get Gordon to cut, get him to move, he's got a dribble handoff for a jump shot. Now just a back cut, a little screen by Murray. Layup. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. It's Ostrowski and Preston Johnson here, and uh, BetQL Daily airs weekdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the BetQL Audio Network. And our company had some news this morning I want to pass along. Uh, Something you may not know is that BetQL Daily is part of a bigger company. We're home to the industry's most influential collection of broadcast and digital content, podcasts, and premium life experiences. We provide the news our fans need, the sports they love, the podcasts they crave, the music they can't live without live and on demand today something is changes changing we're now uh branded as odyssey but if you listen via the radio.com app nothing's going to change it's just going to be updated and you'll see a new name uh on the app over the next couple of days it's just going to say odyssey uh but if you're wondering what what is changing not a whole lot just basically uh the name on the app that's on your phone right now where it says radio Dot com. All the, the great content, that is going to continue. Nothing changes there here on the BetQL Audio Network, whether uh, you, you come to the company for news, sports, podcast, music, whatever. So if you already have the Radio.com app, no changes there. It's just going to become Odyssey at some point this week. That news came out uh, this morning. So now we'll be saying download the Odyssey app today to get all the audio that matters to you, part audio part odyssey and uh many exciting things on the way joe ostrowski preston johnson this is betql daily now on the show we welcome in uh, joe osborne at jtfoz sports betting analyst for oddshark.com joe i know you're a huge nba guy you bet it on a daily basis but everyone fills out a bracket everybody bets on the ncaa tournament games how's march madness been treating you uh, it's been going pretty good from a game-to-game betting perspective. I'm uh, up a couple of units, but I have one. I did three brackets this year, and I have one of them that is still very much alive with the Final Four still intact. Uh, if Houston, if uh, excuse me, Gonzaga and Michigan advance, I have Houston beating Gonzaga in the final. So I went a little bit contrarian with that because it's a larger. Uh, larger bracket pool, so you kind of have to go against the grain a little bit. So uh, I'll be looking at a, a nice little profit if that happens. Of course, that's not the most likely outcome, but uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed that uh, we'll see uh, Houston get the, uh, the W there for the tournament. Hey, unlike most people, at least you're still in the mix. Uh, as far as the NBA, I, I see you always tweet out your picks and your rationale for sides and player pops and all that. Is, is there something uh, this year that's really stood out to you um, as far as betting the NBA? Well, you know, not not exactly one thing in particular. Of, of course, you know, 
it's like a lot of seasons where there was the gigantic underdog trend to start the season. And that lasted a little bit longer than people expected, not just underdogs covering the spread, but also winning games outright. And it lasted a little bit longer. We we're wondering, you know, when is this going to regress? And it finally did start to regress here, right? Uh, Post all-star, we're seeing favorites come out on top a little bit more often, but you know, not a whole lot uh, really standing out. You know, you have the, the usual disappointments and teams uh, who are exceeding expectations. The Toronto Raptors, for example, um, you know, they got off to a disappointing start. You can maybe blame that on being on in Tampa. And then, you know, they rebounded a little bit. Now, going into the All-Star break, they got hit by COVID. It uh, really impacted them going into the break. And after the break, then they get some of these guys back. And you think they're going to bounce back. Then you see what they did versus uh, the Detroit Pistons last night. Not very good. So, you know, it's uh, aside from no fans in the stands, it's kind of like a, a season like the rest of them for the most part, I think. Uh, Joe, before we uh, get over to Major League Baseball with uh, opening day just two days away, uh, what are you thinking about this Tuesday NBA card? Yeah, a couple spots I like. Only four games, right? So uh, slim pickings for the most part. But I do like the Atlanta Hawks. They're at plus six in Phoenix. So you take a look at the last 10 games, and I like to use a smaller sample size because I think recent form, that's more important than season-long stats. But over the last 10 games, I think the matchup, it's pretty close statistically. And the Hawks actually have quite a few edges in this one. They're getting to the free throw line more. They're allowing fewer free throws. They're turning it over less. They rank higher in offensive rebound percentage. And they're scoring more points per 100 possessions. So I do think that is uh, too many points to be giving the Hawks. Phoenix a little bit of trouble pulling away recently. They barely beat the Raptors the other night. They barely beat the uh, Charlotte Hornets too, I believe. So I like the Hawks plus six. My favorite prop of the night, guys, uh, not the sexiest bet, but Danny Green over two and a half three pointers. It's at minus 120. So he's been red hot from three point land. He's averaging 4.8 three pointers on nine attempts over his last six games. And this is a pretty good matchup for three point shooters. Denver really struggling to defend the three. They're allowing the fourth most three pointers and they rank 29th an opponent three-point percentage over the last 10 games. So Danny Green over two-and-a-half threes. Very good. Uh, Danny Green over two-and-a-half threes as the player prop there. Our guest Joe Osborne at JTFOZ on Twitter, sports betting analyst for oddshark.com. I know you're ready for the baseball season. You're going to get, get – uh, it might take us a little bit. Get back in the flow of uh, – you'll be breaking out NBA games every day. Same thing with Major League Baseball here. Uh, futures wise, uh, wh- where do you want to start? Let's start with a division. How, b- how about a division uh, that you like? Yeah, I I love the Atlanta Braves guys at plus one thirty. I know that's the favorite to win the NL East, but I think that's a great bet, and I love the value on that at plus one thirty. So we're going to see Mike Soroka rejoin the rotation possibly in late April, and you know he's going to join. Uh, breakout pitchers, emerging stud pitchers, and Max Fried and Ian Anderson. Also, I think the acquisition of Charlie Morton is pretty huge. You know, he has a lot of big experience in the World Series, of course, with uh, with the Astros and the Rays and all those games against uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees. So I think that's the division's most balanced and best starting rotation. Now you combine that with maybe the best offense in baseball. The Braves ranked first in OPS last season. I know it was a short season, but that still counts as something. All the big hitters 
are coming back. And to conclude, I think the Mets are overrated. Are people forgetting that they finished last in the division last season? Now, all of a sudden, because of the acquisition of one player, you know, odds makers have them just barely behind the Braves and a lot of uh, the public seem to be uh, gravitating towards the Mets too. I'm not quite sure what it is. But, you know, ask Mike Trout. One player can't make all the difference in baseball. It's not the NBA where one guy can turn a loser into a winner. I'm not saying the Mets are going to have a bad season, but I just yeah. think the Braves are a lot better. Yeah, that, that win total is uh, is way up there. It's pretty inflated. You know, I, I've been thinking a lot about the Braves, and if I want to invest in a, in a future there in the National League, you always worry about the Dodgers down the road there. But, uh, you know, go, sure. speaking of Atlanta and that roster, Joe, I have a tough time – figuring out what their real weakness is because they've got some young pitchers that that could be really good in the middle of that rotation. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I mean, it's a stud pitching rotation, right? And I think the issues might be with the bullpen. They were really up and down all of last year. So I don't know uh, if that's going to be a reliable spot for them this season, but uh, you know, it might not be too much of a concern given that they have maybe the best offense in baseball. You know, they can go out and put up seven, eight runs on any given night. So uh, I just love Atlanta. And I think a plus money to win that division. It's a very good bet. With the pitching rotation, you talked about adding Morton, some of the other guys that could actually, you know, take a leap. I have a question then. Do you like the Braves as a World Series contender or are you that worried about the Dodgers in their way? No, I don't mind the Braves. I think that they're offering pretty good value. You know, I do find that the Dodgers are maybe a little bit overvalued. You know, they're there at plus 300 to win the World Series. And I don't really agree with that. Because I think they're getting by based on the fact that, yes, they did win it last year and their reputation. They are the L.A. Dodgers, so they're always going to be at the top or near the top of the odds board. So I think to have the Dodgers at plus 300 and the Padres at plus 900, the Padres should not be that much further behind them. I think that the Dodgers are probably a hair better talent-wise, but you look at the upgrades that the Padres made. I don't think they should be that far behind the Dodgers. I think that there is a chance they could win the NL West based on ability alone, but if they get a few breaks in terms of player health, you know, the Padres, I think that's excellent value for them at plus 900. And then you do have the Braves right behind them at 10 to one. And uh, that's not a bad spot either. You know, all those young guys got that experience in the postseason last year. I think that could only help Freed and Anderson both look pretty damn good in the playoffs last year too. So that's not a bad spot. A lot of uh, serious contenders in the national league. Do you have a team in the American League from a futures perspective that stands out? Or is, is Padres, Braves kind of like your two you're honing in on? Uh, well, the Padres are actually my pick to win the World Series. I think that they're going to beat the Yankees yeah. in the World Series. So I'm not exactly going out on the limb there <laughs> with the Yankees at plus 260 to uh, to win the American League. But I think they'll 
not totally get over the hump, but kind of get over the hump and at least advance an extra round here in the playoffs. Uh, over in the AL, um, I'm not seeing a whole ton of value here. You know, someone might take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays and see them at 14 to one to win the American League. And if that's not bad value, I kind of haven't, I'm having a hard time figuring out the Rays, you know, are they, they one of these teams like the Maroons that really benefited from that short season last year. And don't forget that top of their rotation, they lost now, they lost Charlie Morton. So who knows if they can put that together over 162 game season. And, you know, it, it's hard to, people always undervalued the Minnesota Twins, right? They're a great regular season team. But, you know, they just don't get it done in the playoffs, right? And you shouldn't really judge uh, this group of players off, uh, you know, players from five, six, seven years ago who couldn't really get it done in the playoffs. But the Twins at plus 900 to win the AL pennant, that's not a bad spot. Astros may be a little overvalued, plus 900 to win the AL. But I think Yankees and White Sox, you can't go wrong with the White Sox. Uh, very questionable managerial hire. And uh, Tony LaRusso going backwards there a little bit, but I think they might have the talent to overcome that. A little bit, way back <laughs> when I was a little kid, he was the manager of the White Sox. Uh, Joe, any awards or stat categories that you find intriguing? Yeah, there's a ton of player over under props that I'm targeting here this year. And my favorite one, and it's not sexy, but I think it's an incredible number. And I thought it was a mistake. That's how incredible it is. Tim Anderson. His over-under batting average is sitting at 288. I thought it was a mistake, so I went to another book. They have the same number. I absolutely love the over on Tim Anderson to go over 288 with his batting average. So let's not forget, this guy was the 2019 AL batting champion, hit for 335, followed that up last season, hit for 322. That was good enough for seventh overall in baseball. And I think he's going to be able to rake in this division last season versus the Tigers. He hit for 513. Versus the Royals, he hit for 429, also has decent career numbers versus the Twins. So I don't know what I'm missing here. Tim Anderson, I love the over on that 288. A few others that I do like quite a bit, uh, Joey Gallo, I'm going to fade his home run total, sitting there at 38 and a half. And what I wonder about Gallo, you know, can this guy make enough contact in that gigantic new baseball park? He's a career 208 hitter. He hit 181 last year, not a whole lot of protection and that lineup either. Uh, a few others that I do like Giancarlo Stanton sitting there at 35 home runs. And you got to fade that, right? I got to take the under on that. He's only played 41 regular season games over the last two seasons. So, you know, I would never want to root for a guy to get injured or end up on the DL, but just taking a look at his track record of staying healthy. It's not a good one. Uh, Max Scherzer, I like the over, uh, on his ERA sitting there at 275. We've seen his ERA rise in three straight seasons, 292 in 2019, 374 last season. You know, he turns 37 in July. So this is nothing out of the ordinary. It's just a slow career decline. And we're seeing that in regards to his stats. Also, Jacob deGrom, 15 and a half wins. I'll take the under on that. He's never had more than 15 wins in the season in his career. Who knows if he can trust this Mets bullpen? Probably not. So those are a few of my favorite player props coming into the season. Excellent. Joe Osborne, sports betting analyst for oddshark.com. Thank you so much, Joe. Uh, Joe, enjoy the baseball season, all right? Awesome, guys. You enjoy it, too. Good luck to you and good luck to all the listeners out there. Talk soon. Joe Osborne there from Oddshark. The Tim Anderson one is funny with that number of 288 because 
for the last, I guess we call it year and a half, but it's been two seasons. Like, yeah, he's hitting in the three twenties, but it's just Babip hasn't come back to get him yet. It's just crazy high, and we're waiting for the regression. I was just looking. The reason it's two eighty eight. I mean, the last yeah. two seasons he played about one hundred and seventy games. The season before that he played one hundred and fifty three. He batted two forty. The season yeah. before that he played one hundred and forty six games. He batted two fifty seven. So it's it's really ultimately how much weight do you put into recency versus, you know, what we have on his career and recency he's hitting 400 every time that he puts a ball in play. It's just, we know it's not sustainable long-term 399. I've been saying it for, I I look like the idiot here in Chicago because I've been saying it like it's not sustainable, but he keeps doing it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Joe Ostrowski, Preston Johnson coming up next. We'll get back to major league baseball, but next I want to take a look at the NBA futures market early in the second half of the season. This is BetQL Daily, and you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.